Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Put your pads on because we've got an hour of hard-hitting football talk. Starting right now with movie star quarterback. John Salisbury. I hardly recognize you clowns without the underwear on your head. And good old country boy fullback, Lorenzo Neal. Hey, diddle diddle, kittle down the middle. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, I'm bringing it, kittle. This is the Football Hour on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, welcome in along with Lorenzo Neal. I'm Sean Salisbury on a special Thursday edition We'll be back at it again uh, next Monday. Lorenzo Neal and myself, Sean Salisbury, along with Sterling Bennett and Cam Williams. Welcome in here on a, uh, on a Thursday. The Raiders taking on the Rams' early lead. Uh, last I checked was Raiders up 10. Baker Mayfield got the start. And uh, Raiders are starting to pick up the tempo a little bit, so we'll keep an eye on that game for you. But it's about the 49ers. And, low welcome in. It's good to, to be with you, my man. I guess this show's pretty simple. Yeah, it's, it's uh, good to see. How the, the, we know the defense. It's can the quarterback get them where they need to go? Pretty simple, pretty pretty simple conversation to have for this team. It really is. But my question to you is, how are you doing, Sean? Because you look a little gloom. You look a little down. I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh, you know what, my man? I am <laughs> pumped up. I let, let me tell you what. I just finished, and I don't mean this as a pat on the back. I a quick story. First Please. off, I was host. I was hosting Le- Le- the Lombardi Awards last night. I was the host MC for the Lombardi oh, wow. Awards in Houston for the you know, and and Will Anderson won it, and what a bunch of great kids. But you know, I get up at three thirty in the morning because my morning drive show, and we didn't get to bed till like midnight. So it was a great, classy night by the Rotary Club and, and the Lombardi Awards, and they raised a lot of money for cancer. And these kids gave great speeches. Dat Win was the the keynote speaker. So I hosted and was the MC, and it was a great night. So late night, but I've been pontificating today because the the story. I I made a promise in nineteen in, in, when I graduated from SC back in nineteen eighty six to my mom and dad on graduation day that I would get my master's degree, and mm. and and I and I made a promise. And all these years, and my mom and dad are both passed away. My mom within the last year and a half. My father in two thousand seven. And I made that the promise to them, and all these years later, I fulfilled that promise yesterday, and I graduated about wow. a 3.8, 3.85 GPA in kinesiology and sport management from Texas A&M. And I've been just drained from it because all the work 
And I, you know how when you're drained from something, you're in a great mood, but you're so like sure, with sure. all the football and all the stuff you're doing. And then like I started in January of 2021 and I'm done yesterday. Graduation's in a couple weeks. So I think it is just kind of all overwhelming. And when I, you know, you make a promise to your mom and dad, you hope to keep it. It just happened to be a bunch of years later, but uh, I, I don't do Got much good in my life. I try to. I try to do as much good as I can. I try to be good at something. But you know what? I'm probably more proud of this outside of being a dad. I'm probably more proud of this than anything I've done because I know the effort it took in your 50s to go back and get a master's degree. So I'm proud of it, man. So that's why I'm in a great mood, brother. I'm just, I'm just like overwhelmed oh, no. that it's done, I, man. So I'm great to go. Oh, Thank you for asking. Without a doubt. Hey, congratulations. I saw that on Thanks, Twitter, man. man. Congratulations. That's awesome that you did that. And kudos to you, brother, because it, it, it does take a lot of determination and zeal and heart to go back to college, especially when the mind, you know what I mean? You forget things. You get a little older. You're like, whoa, and now you got to cram for a test. So kudos to you. I was talking to more of the the dun 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 See see how far removed I am from that. See how you had to bring it up, didn't you? You are. Oh, now you now see because I I gave you an attaboy. I kissed you. I kissed you first. Yeah, then you slapped me on the then you slapped me in the back of the head. and guess the irony of it is last night, which is great. Uh, Tuli, Tuli, uh, Tuli Pelotu, the, the, who's leading the nation yeah. at sacks, was one of the finalists, SC's defensive end. And sitting next to him was Lincoln Riley. So it was me, and I was sitting next to those two. And I'm like, you could tell they were bummed. But, energy, you know, the kid's a great player, and Lincoln was great. He was also sure. recruiting. They were at the banquet. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, they felt like they made such strides in year one. But the great thing about champions is Tuli's sitting there thinking, you know, I don't even know if I want to go to the NFL yet because I got still something to go finish, right? He was talking about that. Right. And Lincoln, I could tell when right. talking to him just in private that, yeah, that, that getting 11-2 and two was a great, but they didn't finish the job. And, you know, you, it, those coaches that are competitive, it sits in your craw, right? And then Alabama, South Sinceri's there at one end. He's the coach for Will Anderson and Scott Cochran was there because Brock Bowers and Jalen Carter for Georgia, they had two finalists for the uh, Lombardi Award. No wonder they're so damn good. So it was, it was a phenomenal right. life. But now that you reminded me and got fire in my belly, we got, yeah. uh, we're, 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 I think we're going to collect a Heisman Trophy on Saturday with Caleb Williams. I believe so. It's going to be he or Caleb. Max Duggan, the DTCU guy. That's going to be one and two, one way or the other. But yeah. all that offense, all this season, and low it goes back to everything else, which the 49ers have. Was I proud of the team? Hell yes. Nobody expected them to be 11-2. Now, maybe Lincoln did. The rest of us didn't, you know, and maybe the team did. But outside, oh, nine wins, and then eventually Lincoln will get his guys, Lincoln Riley. Well, they were a defensive couple stops away from being, or should I say a couple, uh, better defense through for three quarters in the, against Utah uh, being in the final, uh, the final four and having a chance at the playoffs. So they just didn't defend, man. They didn't make any tackles, and Utah kicked their ass physically. Do you, do you think that Notre Dame game took a lot out of them because it's, they thought it was over? Do you think they exhaled? Do you think they didn't respect Utah? Do you think they came in a little flat and then it was too late? Utah said, I'm going to get you, or, now, or I mean, no? Now, low, energy-wise, I think you could be honest. I mean, you know, when you go UCLA, Notre Dame, and Utah back-to-back-to-back to back to back in three consecutive weeks, two rivalry games, a local rivalry, a national rivalry, and the team that already beat you and that is – that is the most physical team in the Pac-12. Because S and and I can tell you one thing: it wasn't about respect. You want to know why? Because SC, I think, has lost five times. Um, 
five times in the last there, – there's some statistic that I was looking at the other day. I can't remember what it is, but four of those five losses been to Utah. So the respect – listen, it's not a matter of respect. It's a matter of knowing that if you don't come in and, and c- come right with Utah – it's a heavyweight right. fight, and they're going to knock the hell out of you, and that's what they did. I mean, when it started 17-3, to I'm thinking, well, the Trojans, just, we're on our way to the playoff, right? And then Caleb makes that long run and comes up gimpy with a hamstring. No excuse. Listen, they were just better than we were twice this year, and they deserved to – I mean, we didn't deserve to go after losing. But And then, low, think about this. You're up 17-3. to You go down there, right. you're about to score, and you have to kick a field goal. And then on right. fourth and eight, you go fourth and eight, you go for it. You don't get it. They take the ball down, and guess what? After that, forty-four to seven was the the score after it started seventeen to three. So you know, my they, I was proud of them, and it was great to be at this banquet last night. And I think they're going to be special. I think Caleb still is going to win the Heisman. I, I I would think, but hell of a season. But listen, they know they got to get better, low, and I'm going to tell you why. If you don't get physical, Utah is going to keep beating you. Kyle Whittingham knows how to coach it up, and their their quarterback is a. Ryzen's a good player. I mean, he is, they, he is a friggin' good player, Pick and he's him. tough. Damn right. Tough. That, and you know this. When you play Utah, you don't come out finessed. You get, you've been in a fist fight. There's more physical. Right. We've we got to get better on defense and, and more physical on defense and at the point of attack to, to dominate in the run game and to st- get some stops, and they couldn't. That's too much pressure to put on a quarterback every single week to have to score 40 points. You, you no, know, you're absolutely right. Are you surprised that William was able? You, are you you like what he's done there? And can Dion do something in Colorado? You know, what, yeah. what, what, what are you thinking? Hello, I'm so glad you got to that. And we got, like I said, it's a probably 49er quarterback heavy a little I later on to fight about Brock Purdy. <laughs> right. We're going to wear that t- subject into the ground. Two twofold right. on that. I think Kyle Whittingham's the most underrated coach in the country. You know, he's the second, wow. first or second. He might be the second longest tenured coach at the same university. In the country, he's either first or second. I think he's every time a new job comes up, his name gets mentioned. He never leaves Utah. He was my host on my recruiting trip to BYU when I came out of high school. Wow, Kyle was at BYU, wow. so I've known him for years. And you know what's crazy, Low? He was a tough. He was a tough sob then, and he's a tough sob. They play like their coach played, right? I've no. I'm mm-hmm. telling you the one thing. I'll, if there was five teams in the country, you said, Sean, we're going to go have a fist fight. And five teams are going to go in, and it's a free for all. And I don't mean literally, but you get my point, right? Lowly, they're going to, totally, totally, they're totally. getting, they're one of them, and they're one of them every friggin' year. The Dion thing, which I'm going to throw back to you. I do not understand the whole anger at Dion Sanders. I, I really don't, man. I, you're going to have to explain it to me. Listen, I'm a, I, I've been been in locker rooms and football coaches my whole life. I thought the object, and as most people are rooting for him and clapping for him, there are some that are bothered that he left an HBCU school after two champ, you know, putting his team in position to win two championships. Changed the the, the we, we got more eyes on no on, on Jackson State than yep. they've had in twenty years or longer. There's so many great players in the conference too in the in HBCU schools. There sure is, but he went in there better facilities, paid out of his own pocket. Got guys to go there. Got them to believe in themselves. Uh, old school taught him. I mean, all the, he was a difference maker and a program changer for two years. I have never met a coach that made it, that kept every promise or dream that he promised Agreed. that didn't break it. They all do now. I don't know why I've, I've read where some people are like, yeah, but you just don't get it. You didn't play in an HBCU. Well, I don't have to be black, 
and I don't have to appre- I don't have to have played there to know how much you. I appreciate. I, I really don't, right, Lowen? In case you hadn't oh, noticed, geez. I mean, I'm tan, but I'm not black. Okay, how's that for? A, okay, okay. So, but Moose you know, you, you're right. Yeah, well, yeah. Captain Obvious, but Low, you know how we study, and I study coaches and right. players, and, right. and I love. And right. one thing about Dion, Dion, same way. He he doesn't. And the great thing, think about it. He is the diversity and inclusion he's brought to programs is phenomenal. No question. It, it's, he's, it he's been a he's a life and program changer. So I always thought the object of the game for kids, adults, everything was to keep climbing and do it and make a difference elsewhere and keep influencing people the right way and impacting people the right way. Okay, so he didn't get to stay the whole time. But think how many lives in a program he changed. And now he can go do it at Colorado. We get another Power 5 African-American minority coach to impact a program. We don't have enough. We Our hiring practices in college football are fairly putrid when it comes to that low. And you and I both know it. Right. I know you're not going to oh. stand on a mountaintop and preach it, but no. I can. But I just don't. Right. I understand the frustration that your feelings are hurt that he brought all this attention to HBCU and he's going to leave because he didn't finish out his contract. Well, neither did Brian Kelly. Neither did Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Neither, I mean, Brian Brom, you know, Jeff Brom's leaving to go back to Louisville. They move around. I just don't understand what the difference is. And I was talking to N.D. Kalu, who you know played in the league for a long time. Yep, yep, and, yep, ND, yep. and he said, Sean, you know, culture, he goes, but he goes, you're one of the smart ones because if the common sense is he's going to impact other lives as well. Right. I understand when feelings are hurt. I just don't – frustration I get. But why would I be mad at a guy who's going to go impact lives? I just don't understand the vitriol. Sean, it, and in case Sean, you didn't it, notice, it, Low, I didn't play at Jackson State, and I'm not black. But I'd no. like you. But but but, but you, you you are. So maybe you can give me a different yeah. perspective. I root for Dion, no. and I standing ovation clap for him. And and that's what's great about you, Sean. That we can have a conversation. You can be able to discuss and and talk about your feelings. And it's nothing wrong with that. What you have, Sean, and, and for me, I think that everyone's just like. For me personally, I mean, you got to be happy. Here's a guy that's coming, and he's changed the changed the dynamics of a university. He brought a culture there. He put them on the map. He's got great. He got five star athletes coming there. That's they right. put them there, and he, and he's done a great job. And after you, and now you take a graduate and you go to the next level, a bigger school, and eventually Dion probably couldn't continue to rise. That's just what he is. So, I think I think that more people should just be like. Just sad. You're sad because it's unfortunate. He's like, man, here's a guy, Hall of Famer, arguably one of the greatest corners to ever played. But when he brought the spotlight to these small schools, to the, you know, I think that's where people are just like, oh, doing it. But you got to be happy in what he did. And now it's like, how do you move the legacy? And now more athletes and more ex players and more right. coaches need to continue to go to those schools because those schools can compete. You got to realize, Sean, in the beginning of time, those schools, those SB, these schools with segregation, they didn't, they did this for a reason to not let right. them get the bigger athletes. They couldn't get that's with right. the NCAA, couldn't get them funds to come in. They didn't so allow, that's they why didn't, they, they didn't give them the opportunity. Yes. Was, right. They, yes. Cut it, they didn't give them the chance. And so, Lowen, when you make right. such a great point, and it's so head scratching to me because I'm one of those guys. Listen, I root for people's success, even sure. people I may not like. I do. I, sure. I, I think, I think you got to be a miserable prick to sit back and root for people's <laughs> failure. I just do. It's, it's much more work for me to root for somebody's right. failure than it is to be happy they have success. And I've known Dion a long time, and so have you. Oh, yeah. And I love him. Yeah. And listen, I know a couple things about Dion Sanders. One is, and there's a couple, there's, I know he loves these kids, dude. They, they, oh, yeah. You know how some guys preach it, it's all window dressing. This dude's soul loves these kids. He, he just does. 
and he's a great leader. He can recruit, and he brings eyes to it. College game day is not going there unless Dion brought attention to it, and now we know it, and they're going to be talking about Jack State. Just like now, for 20 years, we ain't talked about University of Colorado. We're going to. And I look right. at it like this. I, I was talking to Andy, like I said, Andy Kalude, a former NFL player, and he hosts the show after me. He's a phenomenal human and such a great perspective. And like, I'm always ears, especially I'm not going to tell somebody what it's like to have done something I've never done. I'm a, I'm a, a, I soak in knowledge, right? But an opinion on I just don't understand the hate when the guy is making a difference. So I was right. thinking, okay, let, let's just say, Lo, that he brought in a guy at Jackson State, right, who's a three-star guy but wasn't getting recruited by Power 5 schools but wanted to. And now he leaves to Colorado and Dion says, you know what, you weren't getting recruited by Florida, Florida State like you wanted to. I'm headed to Colorado. I'm your first Power 5 school. You can transfer with me. Now, here's a kid, whoever it might be, who now was not getting recruited. Only school recruits him Jackson State or Prairie View. or You, you get my point. And then Dion comes and says, right. no, 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 you're better than that. They missed on you, these other schools. You come play for me at Colorado. And here's another thing. When he leaves, he recommended one of his coaches. Now, now we've got another African-American minority coach in there at, at, at uh, Jackson State when they make the hire. Right, Dion right. comes here. And listen, Lowe, if he kicks ass at, at Colorado for three years, guess what's going to happen, Lowe? Bigger. You know what? Better. Be th- yes. <laughs> I'm not saying it, but <laughs> just the recruiting NFL, base. Right, 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 let, let, let's right, all of a sudden say right. Stark goes and is running the Super Bowl champions and Texas calls Dion. You don't think he's leaving with those resources? Plus, right. he was spending his own money at Jackson State to feed and facilities. Right. He's making six million dollars now, which is five million more. And I know he can make money, but who am I to get in some guy's wallet? I don't know a You're human right. being, and I, I think it's more feelings are hurt. I get, and Lo, I can tell you about feelings and about how good Dion is. One of my very good friends, best friend in high school, his kid who I trained and wiped the kid's nose when he was growing up, is on Dion's staff in Jackson State. White guy loves to. Right. Dude, he. Swears by Dion, and Dion gave him a chance. You're damn right he did. And he said, Sean, the cold, the way he's changed things here, why can't you go change things somewhere else? Now you've opened up the door. Now we've got two floodgates opened up to help out, right? And now people are talking about that. And I understand, guys, that, well, you made a promise you were going to be here the whole time. Last story for this. And I know it's different because it's HBCU, and there's a culture difference about I, I get it. I do. And I love, and I, that's why I'm all ears learning history is something that I may not know about, but I'm passionate about the fact that I would rather root for a guy than try to bury him for something, for wanting to help these sure. kids. I get, right. I'm, I'm the number one recruit in America, Low, when I'm coming out of high school. Not bragging, just to give you perspective. No. And getting recruited by all these people. And, you know, Coach Robinson, John Robinson, and Paul Hackett were my coordinator when it was recruiting yep. me, and North Turner yep. was there too. So they, I, I signed with SC. And I, dude, this is February 8th, 1981. I'm 17 years old, and you're in you know, your influence. I went there for John Robinson, and I went there for Paul Hackett, and I went there because it was USC. That was my team. Sure. Well, a month later, Coach Hackett calls me and says, Sean, uh-huh. I'm, leaving to go, I'm leaving to go be the offensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns because Paul McDonald's their quarterback. I never got a snap with the guy who recruited me and told me he was going to be there. And I wasn't mad at him. I got it. I understood. And then a year, two years later, Coach Robinson's coaching the Rams and Eric Dickerson, and ED's yep. running for 8 million yards. And I was okay. <laughs> My point is, right. and the, 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 listen, Coach Robinson and Coach Hag, they were like second. I felt like they were family when they recruited me, right? They go, what right. do you do, man? You, you, you just you you pick up and you, you – you, Right. Exactly. 
Right. Okay. So did they lie on purpose? And was there like, and I'm sure no. there's some real clowns out there that do it, but I can tell you about Dion. He didn't leave to cause Jackson state problems. No, he left no. for an opportunity, which every, I don't know. Do you know anybody in your, in, in, in any of our circle low that would have turned this job down? No. My and only and thing is Dion, are... if he held out for a bigger job, if he held out for a right. different job, I get that. He made an impact in right. one place and changed it. Now he's going to go and make an impact on another place, and lives and kids are going to rally around him. I just don't get the vitriol. I don't. I, I, I don't, Sean. You're absolutely right, and we'll, we'll get into the Niners. But it's just crazy when you look at it, someone. That's like go ask any of these people that have the vitriol and hate and say if you're making $1 million and now you're going to make six. You tell me how many people are going to walk. I don't care. Like you said, if you're going to be able to help yourself and your family and your kids and your leg, I mean, it's tough. Dion didn't want to do it, but at the same sense, when you, when an opportunity is there, you, it's unfortunate, but you got to do what you got to do. And two years earlier, I mean, two years ago when he got the job, three years ago, maybe he didn't know. And I know Dion's a big goal setter, and he always thinks he's going to be the best at everything. Hence, why he's been. He everything turns to gold wherever he's been, but. With this, you go in, and it's like anything else. Sometimes you go in, and your perspective changes or opportunities come along you may not have expected, and you take advantage of them. So for me, listen, I, I, I get it. I get it. But sure. I think Deion Sanders is going to impact it. And let's say he just made the – okay, let's say he didn't care about kids and we thought it was all about Deion. And all, let, let's just say that before we go to break. Let's just go, let's say we were all money, we were money-grubbing, hungry, and we, we, all we cared about was money as coaches, right, Low, Right, right. Who's, from a million over three years, he was making 300000 a little over three hundred grand a year. And most of it he was giving back to the, the facility right. and the program. The program he right. gets, he get, he's getting almost $6 bucks. yeah, to the program, almost $6 bucks a year. If you were just making financial decisions, he'd have been an idiot not to take it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so if you. it's just money, and I know he didn't leave just for money, it's no, opportunity, no. and he's given other coaches right. opportunities. And I'm going to tell you now, I love my career, and I know you do too, Low. If Deion Sanders called me tomorrow, and he said, Sean, I got it, but we're gonna have to, you got to take a pay cut, anything, or he said, come here and work for me. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm telling my boss, I say, listen, I hope if I ever come back, I'd love to, but I'm going to go see what this guy's building. I want to see it. And, and, and I, it. I, 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 you're damn right. Because I know – where he wants this thing to go. And I like guys who set high goals and get after it. Everybody's allowed their opinion, but I tell you, one of my opinions isn't that Deion Sanders didn't impact something and leave, and leave, a, and leave something better than he found better. it. Yes. Better and people better than he found them. And to me, that's the essence of life and opportunity. Oh, well, so we'll come back and discuss. And there's a new quarterback for the 49ers. Think about this before we go to break. That Brock Purdy had to battle and fight to make a team in training camp. Remember Nate Sudfeld, I believe, was it, competed in training camp. They kept Jimmy, and they had the greatest insurance policy on the planet with this team. Now they're to their third quarterback with the best defense in the league. Can Brock Purdy consistently play the way Jimmy did this year and get them where they want to go? Lowe and I are going to discuss it next Right here on 95.7 The Game, it is Sean Salisbury, Lorenzo Neal. It's the uh, football hour, and it's brought to you and sponsored by the Pfizer. We're coming right back with Lorenzo Neal. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the football hour with Sean Salisbury and Lo Neal on 95.7 The Game. Indeed, along with my partner Lorenzo Neal, the best, here on 95.7 The Game. The number, if you want to chime in, is 888-957-9570. Sterling and Cameron here as well. And if you have a thought on Dion, I couldn't root any harder, but I like to see people's success. But also the 49ers will hit that hard this 30 minutes low. I'm going to start with this. Your initial thought when you saw Jimmy get hurt and then heard the news about you're down, there's, the trade deadline's over. You're down, you're down to – a guy who had to win the third-string job in training camp who thought he might have been the second stringer until they brought Jimmy back. And here he is now with the best defense in the league, five straight wins, a defense that's off the charts. First off, tell me your initial thoughts, and then I want you to tell me this week leading into this game, if you're Kyle Shanahan and that staff, what do you tell Brock Purdy in private about moving forward? Yeah, first thing, I, my heart dropped. Hey, my heart drops for Jimmy. You know, you and I, we we, we love Jimmy as a person and as a player. And though, yeah, Jimmy's limited, and we understand that. He's not necessarily a great and elite quarterback, but he was good enough for this team and what they, were, what they looked to be trying to accomplish. So every time an obstacle comes up in Jimmy's way, he has to he has to jump over the the hurdle. You see, him, they wanted to get him out of town. He jumps that hurdle. He was hurt with his, hand, his shoulder surgery, knee, ink, all the things that he's been through trying to run him out. And all he's done is answer the bell. So my thoughts and prayers were with him. That was the first thing, just like doing it. But then, I when thought he it asked sucked, me, low. I was so bummed was for sucked. him. I didn't mean to. I, I was no, no, because no. this he's going to start to get labeled by some. Oh, he's always hurt, which Andrew is prone. That way, it's a broken ankle, right? Let's slow down, man. It's not like he's right. got a hammy every week. So I, I, it just it frustrates me, man. <laughs> I, it frustrates me, too. I, I think, but when you, you say, what's the private conversation when your defense is playing this good when you talk about Pearly? You look at this young man and you say, hey, look, we don't need you to be great. We need you to be good, and we need you to take care of the ball, and we can live the fight on another day. I want you to take care of the ball. Young man, 
take care of the ball, and we're going to put you in a position that we're going to have success. You don't need to go out and try to think you have to go out and just light it up. If that's Kyle Shanahan, that should be his message. The whole message is his team. How are we going to rally around this young fella? How are we going to rally around this young quarterback and have him have success? I think that's the message is just, look, stay within yourself, play within yourself, because you got enough help. You don't have to go and take over. You got enough help, and we're a good enough team around you. All you got to do is stay consistent, and we're going to be okay. And, Lo, let me, let, let, me, let me add to that, coming from the position I'm in also, and you're exactly right. It comes down to you don't have to be the hero, right? Right. And when you try to be a hero, you rarely are. When you just do your thing, sometimes you become a hero. And so having a guy that was a backup and your quarterback gets hurt and you got to take over and you got a playoff team, and I'd been in plenty of situations when I was in the NFL where it was one game where either win the division – or, or make the playoffs or we don't win the division, and you think, okay, how, what would Coach Denny Green tell me or what would I tell somebody? And so I'm putting myself, because I've been in Purdy's position as that guy where you're a backup and now you start and then they expect things from you. One thing I can tell you that's going to be different for him is that he, coming off the bench when you're scrambling around, you're just playing, it's different when you go and it's now your team. Meaning, now, no, look, you're the starter the rest of the way. The preparation, you prepare mentally like you're the starter, but you don't get reps when you're, not, when you're the backup. You just watch. So now teams are going to prepare for you different than they did because they didn't even know how to spell Brock Purdy. Other teams did before no. this game. You no. know what I mean? And now they do. And the kid was a good player in college. I know the guy who has privately trained him in Arizona for years, and he raves about his, his brains and his competitiveness and his accuracy. So that said, here's how I would have approached Brock Purdy and how I like to be approached. Lo, I, I know you work with kids, and I train quarterbacks all the time. And a lot of times we get caught up in saying, you know what, don't throw it that way. Don't do that. Don't do that. And we put that negative stuff. And I, in reading all these books I read and, and listening to other guys that have clinicked coaches and talking to great leaders that are far better at it than me, I read one where he said, <clears throat> instead of always saying no, replace it with, man, okay, you're doing some really good things. Let's try this, and we can do it a better way. So now they're getting this positive feedback. And I know people say that's cheesy. Listen, that mind only knows what you feed it, right, Lo? And you and I both know it. Right. And I, right. as my years go on, I get more into the, you know, the subliminal stuff and the stuff that you're taking in. Uh, the garbage in, garbage out. You take garbage in, you only can spit out garbage, right? You take good stuff in, and then it, it, the good stuff stays in, and, and, and it pays off for you. I would have sat down with Brock Purdy when he walked in on Monday, and I would have said, here's what I expect from you. We've got the best defense in the league. And you said, protect the ball, secure the ball, no doubt, number one priority. But I would also tell him, Lo, I'm going to take it to another level. I'm expecting you to go and make the throw when it's there. I'm not changing a damn thing I do in my offensive system. You've got good players around you. You kicked ass against the Miami Dolphins, who were one of the top seeds in the, Ameri- in the AFC coming in here. You came off the bench. You played smart. You got us in position. I expect it, and next week's going to be better. We're going to expand this thing. You're accurate. You're tough. You've waited your time, and you've earned it. These guys on the team are going to raise their game. I'm not expecting you to be afraid to throw a bang post when it's there. If you got man coverage, you got a shot, you take that damn shot. If it's not there, be judicious with the football, get his completions, and let the guys do their work. So my feedback is you don't need to be a hero, but I refuse to tell him not to pull the trigger when it's there. Because I'm telling you what, Lo, 
They may have to throw it 35 times against Brady this week because Tampa's defense is going to get after it now. You and I both know this. They're, they're sure, going to get sure, so sure. – and whether they want to or not, I'm not backing off on being aggressive is my point. I want Brock Purdy to know going – because really low, don't, don't, doesn't the future this year hang in the balance with his decision-making? I didn't say he had to throw for 400 yards. He's got to protect it and be accurate and get guys the ball. But I want Kyle to feed him with the – my expectations are you to do what Jimmy did. Let, let me tell you that, that to add on to that, Sean, you you know, when you said, hey, what would you tell exactly? I'd tell him that. But now let's talk about X's and O's. Because right. what I saw out of Brock was he knew where to go with the ball. What I saw out of the young man on Sunday, he walked in the game, and he decision-making and the reading of the defense and going through his progressions, the kid played outstanding. He Agreed. missed some throws. He missed some throws. Just the ball sailed on him. But mentally – the boy is sharp. I'm telling you. And here's what I will tell you. I can tell you this. Without a doubt, Cal Shanahan's going to move the pocket. Cal Shanahan's going to roll his kid out. And I'm going to tell you right now, he can get out of the perimeter and hurt you. He's dangerous and athletic enough that you can move the pocket, get some bootlegs. I think that you got a guy now that that defensive end's got to stay home at times because they're going to pull in and boot out, drag Kittle. I think you'll see Kittle more involved, more drag routes and different things because his athletic ability, not that he was stronger than Jimmy, but he's more mobile, more athletic, and get out of – I'm not saying that he's fat, but I watched this kid, Sean, and I was like, let me watch him. I'm telling you, the guy's accurate with the ball. He's got nice and decisive in the pocket. He can get out of the horm's way. He's agile. He's athletic. I like the kid a lot. And he's been, what, two-time Big 12 first team when he was in college. Now, I know you, Iowa. Iowa, Iowa State's not – the NFL, but I got news for you. It's a good start to build confidence. And you could tell, you could see his confidence and swagger building as the game went on. Because he knows he's got good players. He does not have to. There's a difference in knowing when to pull the trigger and throwing on time with accuracy and being aggressive without trying to be a hero, right? Hell, if they got two guys on one, throw it to the guy. Let's go back to simple. Just throw it to the dude who doesn't have three guys on him. Make it an easy decision. And, Lo, you're right. I call him this. I think he's closer to Jimmy than he is Trey because, you know, the ball comes out pretty quick. It's very similar. They almost look similar in their uniform, right? They they do. Jimmy looked – I don't know the the, the weight difference, but they kind of look at the way the ball comes out pretty quick and accurate, and they throw slants and can do things. But he's a tweener when it comes to – He's not Trey Lance, but he's a little more active on the perimeter than, than Jimmy is. But throwing just the ball, little, he's yes. closer to Jimmy. Yes. Right. So yes. you, I, I don't think you have to go in there and say, hey, we got a coach scared. Now, would the ideal world be you throw it 24, 25 times, run it 40, and you're kicking ass and your defense is giving up 17 points? And think if you're Brock Purdy, low. if I told him, and all you got to do is get us to three touchdowns, just three. And sometimes the defense will score one of those them damn selves. If we get right. 21 to 24 points Hard to most beat. of the time with that defense, you're Hard not beating beat. them. Yes. So if you're, if you're – and I don't want to say it's house money because, listen, when you're in the NFL, it ain't house money. You want to win every game, and you never know when this situation is going to rear its head again. What a golden opportunity for – Brock Purdy, low. I'm not writing them off, and that's that's my biggest point. I am not writing the 49ers off. They took a step back, experience-wise. But let's sure, have this sure. same let's have this same conversation three weeks from now and see where he is. Right? I'll buy, listen to this. In three weeks, he's going to have more experience than Trey Lance. Do that math. Right. Think wow. about that for a second. In three wow. weeks, he's going to have more game experience than Trey Lance as a starting quarterback. Wow. 
Wow, interesting. When you say how many, that, yeah. that is mind, yeah. mind blowing. How many, how many games has he started in his career? Three, two or three? Yeah. Right, right. Three games. Yeah. In, in, yeah. in another, by by the time you hit the playoffs in four, in five weeks, but in a month, he will have more experience in one in, in a month in five weeks than Trey Lance has. I'm not saying he's better than Trey, but we had all these expectations for Trey without experience. This kid will have more in four weeks if he can survive this and his confidence grows low. I refuse to write off the 49ers because they had to go to the bench on a third string quarterback. I do too. And here's what I here's what I, I do know, Sean. I know when you look at the Miami Dolphins, you talk about who their defensive coordinator is and just the team concept. I think they got some pretty good smart coaches on that staff. Oh yeah. They came at the young man. It wasn't like he's not going. You saw Miami try to come after him, do different things. The kid's pretty smart. So, yeah, he's going to still take some growing pains. And Tampa's going to get after him and try to come after him. But I don't think he's going to – I don't think you can necessarily – I think the guy's seen a lot He's you know against Miami. But like you said, now you got to take control. Now you're starting. Now it's like, hey, it's not just coming for a game. You have to now – for play like you're a, you're going to be starting for the rest of the year without a doubt, but this game. So I just think that hey, you're in a situation you're playing Tampa. Tampa's not a team that's going to light it up. Like you said, if you get three touchdowns, if you don't turn the ball over, that's good enough. This team, like you just alluded to, they're good enough. Brock does not have to go out there and just light it up. If he plays consistent and score three touchdowns and don't turn the ball over and live the punt. The defense will take care of this team. It's it's okay to throw the ball out of the end zone and kick a field goal once in a while or punt it away. Yeah. You're exactly – especially with this defense. And, Lowe, the, the, it's got to be a great feeling for him to know. And you are – one. let me backtrack here or go back up a little bit. You did see they're going to come at him and give him – and they did, and he responded. And at some point in time, Lowe, he is going to throw a pick in the next four weeks. He's going to throw oh, it sure. to the other team. But – I'm going to watch how he responds to it, how the team responds to him, because they, I'll tell you what, they rallied around him last week, and it looked like they had, they had his back, and you could tell he was feeding off their enthusiasm. Stay calm. Here's a time when young quarterbacks, I teach them, you got to slow your mind down and speed everything else up, meaning urgency with your feet, because think about it, Lo. You know those times when you feel your mind's all whack going fast, your body slows down. It's almost, yeah. you know, you just don't quite move as quick. It's got to be the opposite for a quarterback. Everything's got to be urgent, and the game kind of slows down and calm. And with this Tampa Bay team, the team I saw, now number 12's coming to town, and when number 12 plays, if he's he gets tough. hot he's there, well you, well, you saw the end, you saw the end of the damn game. God, amazing, you know, legendary. You, you, you leave your glove on the mound, the guy's going to – even the Tampa Bay, for the first three and a half quarters or 57 minutes of the game, they looked like ass. Okay, yeah. they were friggin' horrible offensively. All of a sudden, you give the guy new life, and what's he do? Twenty-two years into it, one game Amazing. to win. I'm st- I'm still taking that cat. I'm just telling you, one game to win with all the same with all the rosters being the same. You can give me the forty-five-year-old, and I'm gonna beat you most of the time. That being Five said, Amazing. that no no doubt about it. Low. If that team and this the Saints got a good defense, but they ain't the 49ers, dude. They ain't close. No. The 49ers are different. How if that offense that showed up against the New Orleans Saints for three and a half quarters, how are they moving the football and protecting their quarterback this week? How are they going to do it? Now, I don't ever rule Brady out, but how in the hell are you going to – now, they better come out fast because if he's getting hit early, dude, and D'Amico Ryans is feeling it, it could get ugly as long as the offense doesn't turn it over. But it is Brady. And so we always know there's that breakout waiting to happen. That offense I saw against the New Orleans Saints for 57 minutes – 
can't beat the 49ers defense. Can't. It can't. And here's the thing. The crazy thing about it, like you just alluded to, their offensive left, the left tackle, he's a sieve. He's going to get two holdings. I'll make you a bet right now, Sean, that you will have over three holding calls by the by 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 Tampa Bay. Easy. And three of and them will be on Bosa himself, right? They'll oh, get Bosa exactly. for three. I mean, they'll grab Bosa three times. A- absolutely. So when you think about Tampa Bay, what is it going to come down to? Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And you see the frustration because he says, okay, I know I got to get rid of the ball. I got to let it go because I know I'm going to get hit. So Tom is going to try to not get sacked, let the ball go, try to get the ball up. Because I'm telling you, Tampa Bay's got some weapons on the outside. Julio's oh starting to put they, yes. they got some. If Brady had time, they could be dangerous. But like you said, with the offensive line the way they are, and if you talk about the Niners compared to the Saints, you can't compare them. Our Niners defense is a lot better. Even the Saints got a good defense. So I think that this game is going to come down to you got to get on top of them early. You can't make Tampa two-dimensional. you got to take away their run and say, okay, jump on them and make Tommy have to just throw it 50, 60 times a game, and you got to keep beating him up. There, there is no doubt, and you, you, you hit it. This dude, man, <laughs> if you come out and set that tempo early and they're, winning, they're losing on first down, meaning the, 40, the, the 49ers are winning on first down, and you know you're up you're, – let's say you're up 20-3 to – Low, you know he's going to drop back 55 times. They're going to drop him back, and they will abandon the run game. But you, these weapons, Julio, I mean, we, we talk about the Buccaneers because they're 6-6, six and six, like, eh, who's on their team? Well, I can go through. Julio's making run after the catch. Godwin's a monster player when he's right. Monster. Mike Evans is a Hall of Fame Evans. guy down there. Yes. And, and when, when they're handing it to big Lenny Fournette, he can control the clock too. Leonard can't. So if they're within a touchdown late – Brady ain't going away. If he has the ball last, it scares me no matter how. I don't care if he's playing against 15 dudes. But if you can jump out on early, I mean, you're exactly right, and make, that, make them one-dimensional, it, it's going to be you, – they'll have a lot of trouble consistently moving it because they can't run much outside the quick game or play action because he can't hold the ball no. long, Low can't hold it. He can't hold the ball long. So uh, I'm anxious to see. And what, how, how cool is this for Brock Purdy? Hey, dude. Way to come off the bench against the number one offense in the league last week and beat two in that group. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> the dude who's <laughs> the world's best quarterback's rolling in, and now you got to play against his ass, and his first start is against the greatest player of all time. How cool is that wow. for him? And he also probably urinate down his legs a few times <laughs> during pregame warm-up before he gets settled in. Who wouldn't, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He might go throw up in the, you know, in the locker room. I think this is this week, though. It's great that the Niners are playing at home. I'm glad that you got you know Brock's at home playing against this. He's gonna probably have a lot of fan base. You know his parents probably. Hey, he's got to stay calm. That's what you. This whole week has got to be like. Hey, guy, you got to go out here and act like hey that you've been here. You can't go out here and try to do too much. And you know how that goes, Sean. You played it. The quarterback position. It's a position that's got to be reckless and abandoned, but always under control. It's got to. It's a cerebral. You got to make sure that you go through your reads. You can't be fired up like an offensive tackle or like a defensive player. You want to go hit somebody. You got to go through and say, okay, I got a ball. I got to get the ball. I got to look through my – you got to relax as a quarterback. So that's going to be big. How can this young man control his emotions? And what? How, how does he control them, Sean, if you're a quarterback, especially this stage, playing against the greatest of all time – in San Francisco, crowd's going to be sold out. How do you control those emotions? Well, first off, you better go take a meditation yoga class first. When you're that young, I say, for, for we, had, we, we, had, we had young coaches say, hey, man, how many, how many different uh, 
How many times are you going to have to change your pants before you go back into the game before during pregame, <laughs> joking around? You're going to you know urinate all over yourself, like I said. Right, right. I'll tell you what, low. I'll tell you what'll stop you early is a couple early successful plays. You know, like a, a completion, and then you're, you're three or three. Then it just comes back to they only can put eleven out there. But when I've been in games where the, when you first get started in your career, you feel like you're playing against fifteen dudes. You, you really do. So to be able to settle in and take in and. and Honestly, I hate to say it, but breathe, relax. It, it's going to be okay. You're, you, it's football. You know how to play football. And low with, with that, with the, did they come uh, out throwing? I, I would listen for me. I'm a, I, I'd yeah. use the opposite. I don't come out handing off for eight plays. I come out, give me a couple completions, and and pepper them that way, and then we can work the run game. I want him to feel it good early. So we're not waiting seven minutes in a drive and then finally let's throw. I want him to get feeling it because the ten. I can just tell you this: people say it's when you get hit. Now, for me, it was when the tension went away when you got that first completion. Say, okay, let's go settle in. And Lo, I've never been a guy. I've never been an over celebrator. I, I, I never was. And people say, why? Because in basketball, when I played high school basketball, I wanted to fight you every single time you went up and down the court. When I played baseball and pitched, if you were over the plate, I'm giving you rib shot. I mean, that, that, the different mentality in football, they're like, dude, why is your personality change? I said, well, it doesn't. I'm still as competitive as ever. But while you're a defensive tackle and you get to celebrate, you ride off the emotion, not you, but a player, and you get no, to go crazy. Are you blocking a Mike linebacker? Right, sure. And then you go over there, everybody's celebrating, going crazy. I said, as a quarterback – uh, I can throw for 480 yards in, in three quarters and right. then over-celebrate and then throw a late ball to the sideline that he takes it back and pick, and you lose by a <laughs> touchdown, and nobody cares right. about the 500 I threw for. So right. I've always right. – and, and I, we were playing a playoff game low against Washington. We came uh-huh. down the field, came out. It was like the third play of the game. I'll never forget the play. It was run past 60 counter X post. It was Chris Carter running a post right over the top. They had a safety, sure. Brad Edwards, that would, that would bite on – play action because they like to get nosy. So we came out early yeah. in the game at about our 40 or midfield, ran the, the old 60-counter tray, but off play action. Play action. I, yeah, I hit Chris Carter. We got down to the one-yard line, scored the next play. And I'm not, like I said, I'm just to congratulate the players or give you a little head bump, but I'm not an right. over-celebrator because I'm trying sure. to get my mind locked in for the next series. And I pump my fist going to the sideline like yeah. Kirk Gibson did on the home run. Right, right, Jack, right. Jack, Jack Del Rio, long, you know, my buddy at SC and at Minnesota – he was our team defensive captain. He came sprinting out, one of my best friends in the world. He sprints out to meet me on my way in. And he grabs me around the jersey, dude, in tight like he's holding me like a lineman. And yeah. he grabbed my face, man. He goes, Sal's. He goes, it's a long friggin' game, but he didn't say friggin', right? He goes, yeah. stay into it. Stay focused, meaning, dude, because he, he's nope. known me since I was a sophomore in high school. He said, don't wow. get out of character for you. He said, settle okay. yourself in, because he knew my personality. I wasn't a celebrator. And I, even, that in, even that little extra, he was like, that's not my guy. So literally, he ran onto the field on my way off, you know, when we're coming to celebrate on a sideline. Right, and he right. met me before I got to the sideline. And, Lo, I'll tell you, we had the, this was a playoff game. And we went on and never really settled for me back into the game. Missed a throw here, hit one here. It was never consistent. Washington ran it about 40 times, and they were physical. And we lost the playoff game. And I'll never forget it, and I learned wow. a valuable lesson. I got out of character for about four minutes, and yeah. Jack Del Rio talked me, and I never – I didn't say recovered, but I never got into that first, second drive, kicking ass, feeling comfortable. And I learned a valuable lesson. I got out of character. Let's hope Brock Purdy doesn't, and I think he'll be okay. 
I, I, I'm with you there, and I, and I hope that he doesn't get out of character, and hope that he plays with some emotions. You got everyone. The game football, you can't play without emotions because it's no just doubt. too physical of a game. You got to have some emotions. But I just hope that he stays in character. Yep. And just understand, you're playing against a team. You're play, you don't look at your playing against Tom Brady. He's got to go out there and say, I know that I have enough weapons and my team is good enough. All I have to do is do my job. And my job, if I do my job, it's best of my ability, we have a good enough team to win. That's yeah, what he's got look, to think. No doubt. Look at it as a great opportunity. It's your team now. Go do your thing and lead, and the rest will take right. care of itself. And and, I, and I'm pulling for him. And you know what? Like I said, I, I already know the feeling, you know, the non-sleep go through. But maybe he's got ice in his veins, and he's going to go out and kick ass. I hope so for him. We're going to see. Low, we got about 30 seconds, but I need your opinion on this. A month from now, what will we be saying about Brock Purdy and the 49ers? I think we're going to say, oh, my God, this kid is getting ready to lead the 49ers to the playoffs. And right now, if he continues to do what he's doing – we're going to say, how far can this team go? Because I believe, like you just alluded to, the defense is in stack. The defense is stacked. The defense is even getting healthier. And now you have a quarterback. If he plays and just does his job, I think a month from now we'll say, oh, my goodness, can this guy take them all the way because they look pretty good. Right, and when the duress hits – and you talked about it low. We all get out of character sometimes. You know, things different. If you can, if you can slow things down when adversity and duress and that stress hits, he'll be fine. Listen, guy knows how to play football, and he's got a great team and coaching staff around him. So his support cast is awesome. All he's got to go out there and do is, Denny Green told me, drive the bus, man. Get everybody home safe. And when you get everybody yep. home safe, they're going to win a lot of games. Lorenzo Neal, the best in the business. Love you, brother. I can't wait to see this. And we'll see you in just a handful of days because we'll be back on Monday. And I appreciate the great question and the compliment, and I appreciate the good banter. You're the best in the business. I love you, my man, and I appreciate it. Love you too, man. Feelings mutual, brother. Thank you. Have a good weekend and go Niners. And for Cam and Sterling, thank you guys. Up next, you guys will stay right here. Dan Devone, Shamari Block are up next on 95.7 The Game. And the segment is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Fremont Bank, full-service banking with no compromises. This is 95.7 The Game, the football hour. Lowe and I will see you on Monday. Up next, Dan and Shamari right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 